It's that is me again. I'm back. Katie K9 here. And we're talking grooming today with Marie from Ma and Pa's Grooming. Uh, she has locations in North St. Uh, North, North Branch <laughs> and uh, Forest Lake. So we're talking. So if you've got a grooming question, please, while we got her here, please call it in. You know, if you've ever wondered about something about groomers or whatever type thing or something that you can do better for your dog to make it easier for your groomer. Because like I say, if your groomer doesn't like your dog, what's going to happen is that, okay, today is February 4th, 2024. She'll say, well, um, we've got an opening uh, December 21st, uh, 2024. They're going to book you out so far that you're going to go find somebody else instead of just saying, you know what, either you're dogs impossible to work on or you know you've got to help us here work with us here so how can people help you help help you out with their with uh, with each dog because many dogs people just bring to the groomers to hear you train them you mm-hmm. know what can they do to make your job easier mm-hmm. this, go ahead are you asking uh, yeah. yeah start them young start them young okay be consistent um we really recommend um, working with the same groomer or maybe one or two, you know, working with the same people. So your dog builds this trust and also um, builds a routine. Um, It's amazing how dogs that come to the same, you know, I have dogs that I've groomed for 15 years for every three weeks since they were a puppy. Okay. Um, And they know exactly what I'm going to do. Yep. And by the time they get old, they know what I'm going to do. Right. You know, um, they don't get stressed yeah. over it. You know, one of the things I enjoy, I love watching is when you look at the dog and you usually give them their, your last, oh, you look cute and you're yes. getting them all ready and you go and grab that bandana to put on them. Uh-huh. Dogs lose it yeah, do more they? than they do for collars. Oh, yeah. Um, a dog that's used to being in the grooming salon because yeah. they know they're yeah. like, hey, I'm done. And then they also know that's the time that we that's when we usually get all ooey and gooey Gooey with the puppy or with the dog um Uh, so um but yeah often consistent um you know obviously brushing combing at home is huge and you know i think that could be a whole segment of talking about that yeah you asked earlier what brush to use yes um any brush out there works a comb is what's vital Okay. So you can brush a dog. That's for dogs off. like behind the ears where it gets t- tangled, any the feathering. Dog, any breed. Okay. Any okay. breed. As long as you can, you know, maybe not a, a German short hair or something like right. that, but you're not brushing them. But any right. dog that can be brushed should always. I We comb labs. Okay. You know, you'd be shocked. Really? Yeah. That comb is your quality control. Um, it's getting to that skin level. Okay. And so if we're working on a lab and we start combing and it's really thick in that spot, we're going to go back and do some more deshedding in that oh, area okay. with different okay. tools. Um, but yeah, a brush is a good, great start. Great, great start. But a comb is, you know, a steel comb. So a good question that every person should do when they go to their groomer, mm-hmm. they should ask their groomer what tools do i need mm-hmm. and how do i use yep. them and we will gladly show you okay and they gotta mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. they can't mm-hmm. just kind of go oh, okay yep. and then walk away and yeah. then the next time you see the dog i thought i showed you how to do this yeah. and you didn't do that yeah <laughs> and we know we know i we know yeah. <laughs> this oh it happened on the way over yeah well, we know yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay and, let's and hold we on get it. We let's get hold it. on to that thought and yeah. let's take a question that's coming in hey there what what are we up to go ahead well, we got yep. Diane on the line here. Okay. Yep. Hi, Diane. Are you there? Diane? Hello. Hi Hello. there. Hi, Hi, Diane. What can I do for you? Well, um, I have a dog that is a rehome situation, um, three and a half years old, and we got him last May. And at first, he um, 
was not too bad as far as as uh, as his potty training went. But um, after about three months or so, he has started uh, pooping in the house every once in a while. Not every once in a while, like once every week or two. Okay. And I we. It doesn't make a mess. That's the only saving grace. But he poops in the he poops on the carpet. Okay, yeah, because um, the carpet's like a padded toilet seat on their paws, and that's why yeah, why that's why they always poop or and doo or uh, pee on the carpet because it's like a padded toilet seat. Their their paws are very soft. You know, like oh yes, okay, yeah, okay. Now, did you ever take the time to teach this dog what potty is called and where to put and where to put it? Oh, he poops outside all the time. Okay, but no, because when I say teach them, it's say you put them on a uh, 15-foot line, you go to a potty spot, you stand still, and you tell them what you want. Go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. And when the dog does go, you do very calmly go good potty or good busy. Maximum time outside for a Minnesota dog is two minutes, okay? And then when two minutes is up and he hasn't done anything, you bring him back in, keep him with you. And then take them back out after a minute or two and try it again. Go potty, go potty. You want them to understand what it's called and where it goes. And you have to teach that. You can't just open the door and assume they're out there getting their business done. Well, what you didn't see was a neighbor kid was playing. He had to check that out. You didn't see the birds in the tree. You didn't see this. You didn't see that. Well, by the time he got done doing all that stuff in the backyard, he forgot to go potty. He comes in and guess what? Boom, there it is. All right. So that's okay. why you've got to teach them what it's called, where it goes. And like I say, even a Minnesota dog, when like if it if we ever get there, if it's 20 below zero, you want that dog to get it out, get it done and get back in the house. But, but by allowing them to sniff around and picking out their own spot, you're teaching them to be a putzer. And that's what How you. About, excuse me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How about this? He does poop outside. I take him out. OK, this is a routine. I take him out for a walk every morning, first thing, okay? And he does his poop and he does his potty. And that's fine. My husband takes him out every evening after his meal and takes him for a 20 to 30 minute walk run. And he does poop then also. Mm-hmm. In between, I, ha- I take him outside we don't have he he can't be in the backyard alone because I'm in a townhome. Okay. He he is leased all the time. Okay. In between the morning and the evening, I take him out every few hours and let him and he does his, he does a potty. Okay. So that routine is fine. But this pooping business, he has done it not at the same sometimes um sometimes he'll poop when he's had this accident, he's pooped in the morning within within a half hour of bringing him back in, and he just had a poop outside. Okay. Then he's also he's then he's also pooped in the evening after he's already had a poop outside. Right. You know. Okay. And so he's not consistent as far as when he does it, but he is consistent as far as the area, and even though he doesn't leave any residue. We clean it with the special stuff, you know, and all of that to try to get him not to be interested in it. Okay. And 
nothing has helped so far. Like I say, it's been like every week or two. Right. Okay, and I'll explain this to you when we come. We got to go take a break. So okay. I will explain it to you and what you've got to change in ordinary for this to come together, okay? So don't okay. hang up. We're going to come back, nope. all right? Okay, which animal eats a lot of food killed by other animals? A lion, a hyena, a leopard, or a cheetah? We'll be back. Hello, thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, which animal eats a lot of food killed by other animals? A lion, a hyena, a leopard, a cheetah. What do you think there, Leah? Well, uh, since my kiddo's boyfriend isn't in the uh, the options, because that kid eats a lot of food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go obvious. Hyena, right? Yep. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yep. They're a scavenger. Kind of like coyote. People don't realize that coyotes technically don't kill. They, they come upon things. <laughs> really? Yes. And so they will take out like a small dog, a rabbit, a cat. Mm. But they're not group, group hunters like wolves are, okay? But the thing is, is that they're opportunists like the hyena. They'd rather come across the deer carcass or come across mm. something, you know, than they do their own hunting type thing. So, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. But they will take out, uh, you know, a dog, uh, you know, small dogs. Sure. Uh, they will play with, coyotes too will play with bigger dogs. Mm. You know, they will. They'll, my, my Brody, one time I look across the field, I'm like, who are you playing with? And it's like, I mean, he's, you know, at least five acres away. I'm like... What are you doing over there? And all of a sudden I looked, I'm like, you're playing with a coyote. <laughs> I said, get over here. <laughs> so I called him. He looked at me like, hey, I'm having fun. And I, and I said, come on, get over here, bro. And so he dropped, and then the coyote came so close. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, human. Human. <laughs> and it took off. And so bro looked at me, looked at him, and was like, hey, I better go with mom. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Just a minute. There we go. Okay, where are we? <laughs> Let's go back to the phone lights. All right, yeah, we've got Diane. Okay, Diane, are you still there? I am still here. Okay, okay, so now what's happening here is that, number one, in Minnesota, you do not want a dog, when you, you do not want to take a dog for a walk to go potty. You want them to go potty in your yard. And the reason is, is because when it's 20 below, you're not going to want to take that dog for a walk to go potty. And he won't go potty in his yard because he's used to being taken for a walk to go potty. The potty, the walk comes after the dog goes potty. So your your routine should be you take the dog out first thing in the morning. You should get a piddle and a doo doo. So you take the dog out to the potty area in your yard, whatever type thing. Stand still. He's on like a fifteen foot line, and this does and then like in a chant, go go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. When he goes, you call him and go good potty. Very nice. Now let's say first thing in the morning you got a piddle, but you didn't get the doo doo. Okay, two minutes is up. Bring them back in the house, put them in the kennel or whatever type thing, feed them. Okay, then wait about 10 minutes after he gets done eating. And now take them back out on that line to the potty spot, stand still, go potty, go potty. And you should get a doo doo because usually when something goes in the front door, something comes out the back door. All right. And so the thing is, is that you need to teach them what is called and where it goes, not go for walks to have it done. I get it. Oh, gee, especially people that live in uh, townhomes and stuff like that. They don't have to mess with it on their yard. But believe me, when we actually have a real winter, like a winter like last year, you're not going to be wanting to go out there and slip on your butt, break something and get your dog to go potty. Okay, so that's why they should have an area in wherever to go potty. And most of those complexes have a potty area for the dogs. But anyway, so that's why what's happening here is that, okay, I got to go potty. 
No, I think I'll just kind of put it here. You know what I mean? You haven't taught them what it's called and where it goes. And that's what you need to do. And then until you get that down, then what you got to do is that you don't give him any freedom in the house. Okay, if he's in, uh, if you're busy, he's either in his kennel, he's in a pen area that you created. So if he does have an accident, it's there. Or he's on a leash hooked to you. Until you get him to understand what potty is called and where, he, where it goes. And how you know it's happening is when you take him to the potty area on that 15-foot line and you stand still, you say, go potty, he basically, boom, boom, gets it done. It's not the dog's job to come up and tap you on the back of the leg and say, excuse me, I have to go potty. You learn as the owner how your dog cycles things through, all right, with the food you feed him and such like that. Everything is different. Unlike people that um, feed total raw, they hardly have any doo-doos. They'll have maybe a doo-doo and a half once a day, if that, you know, and then it usually disintegrates because there's hardly any waste to it. So that's the whole thing is that you've got to, what, what food do you feed? Uh, that Vita. Say again? V-I-T-A. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that the only food that you rotate it all? Um, and then that's mixed with some of the Purina Benefold. Okay, we don't want to do that because that has a lot of fillers. If your dog is doing a lot of doo-doos, two things is happening. You're feeling a low, feeding a low-grade diet, so he's, poop, he's a pooping machine. Or you're feeding too, too much of a rich diet, he's a pooping machine. And it's not the rich diet you're feeding, okay? And so I, you have, you're feeding a diet that has a lot of fillers, and so he's going to be pooping all the time. So I would strongly suggest you try the Nutrisource, N-U-T-R-I source, that's made in Perm, Minnesota. Rotate into that line. Try the turkey and rice, okay? And I think you're going to start, you're going to feed a lot less, because it's more powerful, you know, more, it's not so much waste to it. And the more low-grade a dog food is, the more waste there is, the more fillers there is, and the more potty your dog does. So if you bump up and feed a little bit higher-grade dog food, that you're going to have a lot less of that. Okay? Okay, well, the, the, um, what I feed him is from Nutrisource. I'm... It's called Pure P U R Vita V I T A. Yep. And it's um, actually recommended our previous dog. We fed him that for ten years. Excellent. No, that's what you want, but you don't want whatever. You just told me you just fed him like Vita and then and and Betaful. Well, what I was doing was I'm looking at this stuff now. I was mixing it so it wasn't all um, the Pure Vita. Okay, I see. The Vita, whatever. Yeah, Pure Vita. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. Right. So, so you're saying I shouldn't be doing the, I shouldn't be doing the Purina Benefil. No. I don't give him that much. I, he yeah. Gets, it doesn't make any difference. It's junk. Okay. Well, I better just be careful about that. Okay. <laughs> you could do better. You could do better. Okay. And so what I did. If you want to add something, add canned pumpkin, add squash, add sweet potatoes, add vegetables. Do that kind of stuff instead of that. Because the Pure Vita, you're taking like steak and lobster and you're putting Twinkies with it. Okay? Okay. Okay, so do it. So, like I say, add, you know, whether it be, like I just said, sweet potatoes, some form of squash, all cooked. Okay, pumpkin. Add that to it if you want to to top it off. And, you know, and the Nutrisource also remember they got toppers too that you can get. You know, d- you know, uh, freeze dried toppers that you can do. 
All right. And they also have like that kombucha that's, uh, you know, the, their kombucha is awesome stuff. It's got the, you know, probiotic, prebiotics and such like that. That's good for their digestive system. You know, uh-huh. they, they've got so much that you can, if you want to add something, add something from them. Okay. Okay. Hey, can you say that again? The what? The last part about what's that called? It's called kombucha, C-O-M-E, pucha, C-O-O-C-H-A, kombucha. <laughs> and it, uh, once you open it, it has a screw top. It's, it's bone broth is what it is with additives. And then um, uh, you pour out what you how much you want, and then you reseal it by you know twisting the cap back on it, and then put it in the refrigerator. Okay, so you can just add it whenever you want to. Okay, and that's awesome topper for that. And and Nutrisource has this new, it's called, um, uh, yeah, right now, all of a sudden, uh, da, 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 da. If you go to their uh, website, here, uh, the NutrisourcePetFoods.com, mm-hmm. okay, and it's called Full Circle Feeding. Full Circle Feeding. They'll give you some ideas on how to change it up, and it's, your dog is healthier for it, and they've got it all for you to do, all right? So you think that'll help? So he doesn't poop in the house? Well, no, it's going to help, whereas he's not going to poop as often because you're feeding him better stuff, all right? And then you have to train him on what potty is called and in where it goes. So I you, think he knows that. He no, knows when he does it in the house. He knows, he knows that that was not a good thing. And you know why? Because of you. Because all of a sudden you find it and you give him that look and that you're deb- he's played off of your body language, whereas mom's displeased, okay? So the whole thing is he'll be trotting through the house and then all of a sudden when you find it, that's what he's going to take a dive. So you've got to teach him what it's called, where to go, you know, to put it, and then you're going to have less doo-doos when you, you know, uh, balance his diet out more, okay? Yeah, when I take him for that morning walk, he has one. He has a place, and it's a good place because it's not in anybody's yard. Okay, but listen. Okay, stop. Okay, you and called it's only in five minutes away. Okay, I know. But when it's forty below, that five minutes you can freeze your butt off. Okay. So the right. thing is, is I gave you the tip, you know, on what to do. You need to teach him what it's called. Don't have your dog go for a walk to poop because otherwise, when it's forty below, you still have to do that walk. And he's not putting, you know, yeah, I know it's not nice to have it in your yard, but too bad. You got a dog. That's where it goes. And so you got to teach him what it's called and where it goes. Okay? So do that, and then he'll, like I say, he'll know where it goes, not inside. All right? So give that a tweak, and we got to let you go. Okay? Enjoy the sun. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. You know, like I say, potty training is you just got to be able to teach him what it's called and where it goes. And some dogs teach themselves. You know, they do, They go to the door. I had one dog, my Brody, he'd go to the door, he was a shepherd mix, and he'd hit his nose with the door handle. Mm-hmm. And I got, all of a sudden, I'd look, I'm like, oh, I guess you got to go outside. So I'd open the door. Mm-hmm. I could be in the house anywhere. I could hear that mm-hmm. nose knock. Mm-hmm. But he was a few, he was, he he taught he told me mm-hmm. there are some dogs that will teach you mm-hmm. you know that hey I got to go be standing by the door or whatever type of thing yeah. but the majority of the dogs you got to teach them what it's called where it goes and then sometimes they do let you know because they understand potty goes outside yeah you know yeah. so yeah my dog Franny comes and stares at me <laughs> yeah it's like just like like freeze frame okay <laughs> like, do you need something she just stares uh, and then it's like gotta go potty oh. Runs to the door. Oh, my But I, that took us almost a year to figure out, like, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> You're staring at us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, yeah. Um, my cat, Adeline, she'll come racing down to my office, and she'll meow, and she looks at me, and then she looks, you know, at my awesome door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, so I mean, and then she'll come back in, meow, 
And she'll look at my office door and yeah. I'm fine. I get up. She races to the back door, stands up on the back, puts her paws like she can't reach the door handle. handle. Okay. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I open yeah. the handle and out she yeah. goes. So she comes and, you know what I mean? It's just funny what they yeah. do. It really is. Would, uh, would you agree all most dogs have a tell? You know, they have a way to yes, say, I gotta go. If you're paying attention. We, yeah, we just gotta learn it. You gotta learn it. Yeah. And that's, what, that's the whole thing, okay? Okay. A king cobra mostly eats dirt, small insects, other snakes, or birds. A king cobra. We'll be back. Some subscriptions just aren't for you. Honey, when do we subscribe to Potato Lovers Weekly? Cat Lady Today? Mold of the Month Club? The New York Mimes? But when you become a member at the YMCA in February, you can get a personal training subscription that is right for you. Plus, Y members gain access to virtual Y and group fitness classes. Wait, mediocre mustaches monthly? Subscribe to a healthier lifestyle. Join the Y at YMCANorth.org. Hey, thanks for tuning into the KDK9 show. I greatly appreciate it. So there we go. Okay. Ready for this? King Cobras. Not that we see them very much here in Minnesota, but what do they mostly eat? Dirt, small insects, other snakes, or birds? What do you think there? I think I know this one. Okay, what? I think I remember this fun fact. They actually, they go into trees and they eat a lot of birds, don't they? Ah, do you have a, do you have a guess? Do you want to guess? Like the insects. Okay, yeah. No, the king cobras, they eat other snakes. Oh, other snakes. Oh. Dirt, small insects, other, uh, small insects, other snakes and birds. I would have guessed birds. I really would have. Do you think they slurp other snakes down like noodles? Oh, good crazy. <laughs> I like the visual. Now we got to give a visual. I'll eat the doggone. Holy moly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a weenie weenie on snakes. You know, like I appreciate a good garter snake, you know, type thing. <laughs> but I people that live down south and got to deal with all oh, the different kinds. Of, they, nope, nope, nope. Not happening here. Nope. Mm-mm. Tarantulas, all that kind of. Nope, 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 nope. I'll just say I'd rather put up with mosquitoes and ticks. <laughs> yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, let's head to the phone line. Yeah, so we've got, uh, Teresa's been waiting, and they have a rescue dog, I believe, right now, who's just started snapping. Oh, okay. Hey, Teresa, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. What kind of dog do you got? So we um, got a rescue. Well, yeah, he's a rescue. He's a nine-month-old Dachshund Terrier mix. Okay. Um, We've had him since he's been, what, probably three, no, two months old. Okay. And he's been a really good puppy. Um, and just for a couple times now, we've just been relaxing on the couch. He's laying next to me. And I'll go to pet him, and he'll give me this growl, and he'll snap at me. And he has this weird look. In it. You can just tell he has this odd look in his eyes where he doesn't turn his head, but he'll just give you this look on the, out of the corner of his eye, and you can just tell something's going on. Yeah. And I don't know what the heck it is. <laughs> okay, I got a couple questions for you. Yeah. When you go for a walk, where does he walk? Does he stand in front of you, or does he walk politely at a loose lead next to you? Usually politely at a loose lead. Okay. Do you use a yeah. training collar, or do you use a harness? Just a harness. Okay. When you're going to go to outside, do you have him wait? You go through first, and then you invite him to follow you when you go through a doorway? Um, no. no, he usually goes first. Okay. Uh, where does he sleep? He sleeps in a kennel. Okay, well, I'm impressed with that. Okay, uh, is this the only dog that you have? No, I have an older uh, Yorkie Poo. He's about 13. Okay. Um, does he have toys all over the house? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> anything anything but rope, though, because he likes to chew that and swallow it. Oh, yuck. Okay. Okay, because what's happening here, he's deeming uh, he's cool and you're not. His house, not yours. All right. Of so what yep. you got to do is you got to pick up all his toys, put them in a box, put them in a closet. He only gets one or two toys out. You can rotate them as often as you want. You can do it twice a day. You can do it four times a day. You can do it once a week. I don't care. But it's like when you have his toys all over the house, it's like mine, 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 mine. You know, some dogs can have toys all over the house, and there's no problem. But he's got little yep. Mr. Ego going on here, okay? So uh, we so yep. we got to take bounce that ego down a little bit. Not me, master you dog, by no means, but thinking like a dog. So if he's got stuff, it's kind of like a human. Let's say you got four bedrooms, and you got summer clothes in one room, Spring clothes in another room, fall clothes in another room, and winter clothes in another room. Technically, you have ownership of those four rooms. So if something goes yeah. on in that room, it's kind of like, oh, wait a minute, that's my room. Not really. <laughs> but if I take all your clothes and put them in one closet, okay, I just took three rooms back, all right? Yep. And now you just yep. have that room. And this is what we're going to do with the pupper. And this is only puppers where as dogs that have attitudes that you're dealing with problems like you're doing. You know, there's dogs that can have toys all over the house and there's never a problem. But there's some dogs, it's a problem. And AKA you. So we're yep. gonna take up all those. Okay, then what's we're we're gonna happen is that um uh, now do you give set feeding times or do you uh leave food out all the time? We have set feeding times in the morning and the evening. Nice. And what are you feeding? Uh, we are we're feeding him still. Um, it's a Perina Pro Plan. Um, my other dog gets a neutral. Uh, my older dog has a neutral something. So we just kept the same food that the, um, they were feeding the puppy. Okay. And at about a year, I think I'm going to transition him over to the neutral, whatever that we use now. Okay. Are you, are you using neutral? N U T R O. Are you using Nutri Source? Gosh, I can't remember. It's an orange bag. It has lamb or. Uh, uh, it can be chicken and uh, sweet potato or lamb and sweet potato. I can't remember. I, for life me, I can't remember the... Okay. It's okay. okay. something. Okay, get the pup off of uh, puppy food. You know, he doesn't need to be oh. on puppy food anymore. I know oh, it's okay. sad. Feed okay. him for a year to two years. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's okay. fine. So just go into a regular... I would try the Nutri-Source, okay, that's okay. made in per Minnesota. Because a lot of time, mentally, they are what they're being fed. And you're feeding a okay. food that has a lot of fillers to it, so that it's yep. kind of equal to, like, sugar, you know what I mean? And they have a little bit more sour of a brain, all right? Okay. So that's yep, why yep. a better food in will make the brain think clearer, okay? Okay, okay. so then, now, uh, what you going to do is let him drag a leash around the house. And now no. he could not be, he could not, now do you, have you ever put a collar on him? Uh, like a training collar? No, just a regular collar, a buckle collar. Yeah, he has a collar on all the okay, time. Okay, okay, good. So just hook a nylon leash to him, a six foot nylon leash. Okay, yeah. and you're going to drag that around. Okay, so now what's going to happen is uh, a couple things. You're going to work on a weight at the door. You're going to tell, have the leash in your hand. You're going to say, wait. You go through the step through the door sideways. If he tries to come forward, you bump him back into the room and go wrong. Ah! And then say, okay. wait again. Because you want to be able to get through the door, count one, two slow in your head, step away and say, let's go. And he comes through the door. Leaders of the pack go first. Okay. So that's yep. another making you look like your leader in the house, okay? Okay, and, and sure. then um, with uh, dragging the leash. Now, anytime he's on the couch and you want to sit down on the couch, okay, yeah. you're going to yeah. ask him to move. You're going to say, move it. And if he doesn't move it, then you pick up the leash and just kind of, you know, gently, don't fling him across the room, okay? And just, <laughs> you know, just gently, ah, ah, move it. 
Okay, and as soon as he moves it, yeah. thank you. And he cannot come up on the couch unless you invite him on the couch. You, this is your place, not his place. Okay. Yeah. Anytime okay. the dog takes an issue, then that's what's happening. He's nice and comfortable, and then you have the balls, to, you know, like pet him. He's like, "Hey, hey, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm sleeping here. <laughs> this is my couch. Right. <laughs> I'm relaxing." Yeah. Yes. And so that's why I say, ah, 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 you be nice. Do not yell, scream, hit nothing. What you're just going to do is, like, let's say for by chance, okay, you are down. You did invite him. Invite him up. All right, and then he, he went to go pet him, and you hear the growl. You, in a yep. deep, thunder voice, you're going to go, ah, wrong. You be nice. Ah, be nice. And if he doesn't kind of, like, back off, then just take the leash. Don't ever touch the dog. Take the leash okay. and say, uh-uh, move it, okay? And so, like, okay. sorry, too, but you just lost some privileges here. All right? I am happy to hear that he's sleeping in a kennel. That's huge. But but, yeah. but the the doxy side because you got you got a doxy and a terrier here, okay? Yeah. You talk about a willful <laughs> dog with an ego, a holy moly! And so all it is is that, and then start teaching him tricks, uh, and because you want him to start looking to you for direction, okay? And and follow yep. through with what you're teaching. So that begets dogs don't do things for us out of love; they do things for us out of respect and trust that we've earned through training. All right. Okay. And so that's right. what you've got to bring into the mix here is that you want him to start be respect you more. So he won't cop that attitude. Look to you for direction. And so then and, and if he does hit cop an attitude, let's say he's just having a bad day because we all do that. Put him in his kennel. Okay. Give him a time out. Don't say get to your kennel. You're just going to go, kennel, you lose. <laughs> you know, just be happy about it. And then put him in the kennel. Give him a chance to just kind of breathe, shake it off. You breathe and shake it off. And then bring him out a little bit later. But the whole thing is to get him, because usually with smaller dogs, how many pounds is he? He's probably close to 20 now. Okay. Now, is he overweight? Or is that a good weight? I think he's, I think that's a good weight. I don't think he's overweight. Okay. Uh, because the thing is, is that a lot of people, when they're smaller dogs, is that they look like puppies. And they're like, okay, they don't really ask much of them. They're easy to pick up and move instead of having them to move. So the more you can ask of him, uh, get the book, um, because of, he's got the doxy side, get the book, um, uh, that, yeah, that book right there, Brain Teasers for Dogs by Soderman, okay. Brain Teasers. And that's all nose work. And because the doxy side, you know, everything's at the end of his nose, it's neat tricks and, and fun with nose work. You're occupying his brain, giving him something to do, and the main thing, he's learning something, looking to you from direction for direction. Okay, so that's what I would do is that start utilizing his brain. You can uh, okay. if, uh, look on YouTube and say, I want to teach my dog to say my, their prayers. Okay, and so then walk through that. Teach them to say their prayers. But the okay. input, input, input. The more idle brain he is where he's not learning new things, he's going to become your worst enemy because he's bored. So he's just going to pick out little things that he's going to think he's Joe Cool. Okay, his right. ego is going to go, his, his ego is going to go right into that, you know, like I'm, you know, there he said, you're, I'm cool, you're not. And so that's why right. by, by getting him to sit still, look to you for direction, now you're building a, now you're building a team and that's what you want to do. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, don't ever grab him. If you hear that, anytime you hear that growl, ah, wrong. You be nice. Don't look at him. Turn your head sideways so the side profile is calming. Then look back okay. at him. Give him a growl. Ah. Then turn your head sideways. Hey, be nice. And then look back at him. Don't stare at the dog. That's a challenge. And he might leap for your nose. Like knock it off. I'm cool. You're not. All right. But turn right. that head sideways. He's like, okay, got it, got it, got it. Settle down. Settle down.
All right. Perfect. No, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. So like I said, so that's the main thing. It's just, you know, he's call his bluff, you know, get the realigned. It's your house and not his house. Okay. Yes. Got teach, it. Yeah. If you could teach him one new thing every week, you're going to have yep. a dog that's not going to have an attitude like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. I don't okay. need attitude. Yeah, Sorry, I already, already got a husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that subject now. <laughs> okay. You have a grand time. Thank you so much for the call. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, well, we've got to run the break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Marie again, groomer, and see what she's got to say about some more stuff about grooming because it's really important. you got to know your groomers. Okay, which of these animals is a hunter? An earthworm, a sheep, a dragonfly, a horse, a lion. Which of those are a hunter? We'll be back. All right, we're back. Yay, we're winding down. Oh, time goes so fast. We're having fun. Okay, which of these animals is a hunter? Earthworm, sheep, dragonfly, horse, lion. What do you think? There. Oh, let's go for dragonfly. The name sounds for both. Okay, and then how about yourself? Well, lion seems obvious. Right, and there's two of them. The lion is one. Yeah. So, earthworm, sheep, uh, dragonfly, horse, lion. Okay, I like yes. it. I like your style. But believe it or not, I was you blew me away. It is dragonfly. Is a hunter? Oh, is it really? I'm impressed. Oh, I wouldn't have said. I wouldn't well, have said dragonfly. Yeah, they? they're oh, huge. Oh, yeah. Big time mosquito Mosquitoes, eater. Mosquitoes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I didn't classify them as a hunter. A hunter of mosquitoes. Oh well. What can we say? You See, go. you learn something new every day. There are friends. It pays to tune into the. There are friends. <laughs> la la la. <laughs> okay, we're gonna wind down with a Marie here. Whoopsies, I'll get that later. Okay, so what? Now, where are we taught? What? What did we leave off on? I forgot. What? You know where we're at? No, <laughs> no, neither do I. No, fire a new question. How okay, there you go. Just throw another question. At <laughs> there me. you go. Okay, so okay, I know terriers. A lot of people talk about when you have a terrier, you have to have their coat stripped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that? Well, it's called hand stripping. It, um, it, yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, are we using medical shavers? Or metal shavers? What are we? No, doing is, we're using strip? a tool. Um, it's called a carding tool or knife per se. Okay. Um, but it's basically a a blade with with a handle. Okay. And um, it's to aid. You're literally pulling the coat out of the follicle. Okay. Sounds horrendous. Yes, it does. And it can be horrendous. Okay. It's one of those things that you need to commit to it for the dog's entire life. Oh, really? Um, or you need to commit in the beginning. It's okay. not something where you're going to come along and say, oh, eight, eight years later, I decide I now want to have my Westie. Um, okay. You know, because you need to build a tolerance to it. Um, Why does anybody want that? They want to do it. You see it more in the confirmation rings. You see it. Um, it's the it's. They're supposed to have a very thick, dense, coarse coat. Okay. And if you don't do that, if you just shave it, yeah, they're going to get a soft. It, uh-huh. so it, it um, by plucking it from its follicle is is creating it to become its natural form. Okay. It does sound painful. Yes. But we're not doing it to, to the point that it's painful. Okay. We are pulling dead coat out, not okay. live coat. Okay. Um, to pull a live coat, yeah. You know, that's, you know, um, that's pretty painful, but you're going to see it in the show rings. You're going to see it in dogs that are really hunting because that thick coat, that coarse coat is going to not get full of burrs and gnats and all that and and mess and clippings. And, you know, when they're running through doing their job, because terrier means to the ground. Right. So they're supposed to be in that, that mess of of, of the earth. And so that stuff's just going to 
you know, sand burrs is another example. Just going to wipe right off where if they've got that soft, soft coat. Yeah, it gets tangled in there. That gets tangled in that. So um, hand stripping is an absolute skill. Um, We don't see a lot of it in salons. We're kind of seeing a a retick of it. We're getting people are kind of getting educated through social media that this is what I should be doing for my dogs. Okay. Um, A lot of times breeder, whoever you get the dog from, will continue throughout that dog's life. Um, to to hand strip because they know how to do it. Oh, really? Um, but it is a commitment that you should be doing um, every two to four weeks. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. a commitment because you're dealing with with um, dead coat, not yeah. live coat. And yeah. so, could you imagine how much de- dead coat a dog's got after you know six to eight weeks or six to eight months? Um, the, now oh, that's yeah. a question mm-hmm. as far as okay. Well, first of all, I'm trying to get my hands around the stripping thing because I'd rather, mm-hmm. but I understand it. Like I say, the burrs will peel off instead yeah. of just get tangled in. And I it comes back that. thicker. Okay, you yeah. know, it looks different. I wonder who ever thought of that. Yeah. Don't understand. Hey, yeah. let's call this stripping and this mm-hmm. is how we do it and this mm-hmm. is why we do it. Yeah. That's entertaining. Well, mm-hmm. you wonder why. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Now, one thing as a horse person, um, uh, cockleburs mm-hmm. are like any kind of dog that's, you know, got yeah. any kind of coat. Yeah. Okay. Now, cockleburs in my world, I use Pam dish, uh, you, you know, you know, where to, to spray on your pots and your oh, pans. Sure, 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 sure. You know what I mean? That to keep them from sticking. Mm-hmm. And if you take the cockaburr and kind of swoosh a little bit and, and put a little bit of the Pam on it, okay. and you mix it up, that cockaburr cockaburr will come right out. Okay. So okay. I use cockaburrs for that. Okay. When you get cockaburrs ten to one, you just say we're buzzing. No, no, not necessarily. Um, I have a standard poodle that in the you know she, in the winter. She's actually quite short. In the summer, her hair is quite long, and she collects cockleburs. And I use a fork. I just take a, f- a fork from home and go in there, and it pulls it right out. Really? Um, we do things that you know at the salon. We can throw some conditioner on there, brush it out, comb it out. They do unless it's been there for a while and it's really starting to get embedded into their skin. Yep. Yeah, then you got to shave it or do some spot <laughs> shaving. But there's ways to get those out. But I use a fork. I think your idea of the Pam is a great idea. <laughs> Even just probably putting a little vegetable oil on there so you can grab it with your fingers. Uh, but the yeah. problem with the vegetable oil is this, this, this is I've already been down that one. Okay. It's such a thick, heavy oil. Oh, sure. It gets caught in the coat, and then yeah, now it's really greasy and slimy. Yeah. 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 And where the Pam, the Pam is, Pam is such a light oil, that mm-hmm. as long as you don't use a whole can in one spot, yeah. that it it, it, it it literally rinses out really easy. It doesn't yeah. hang, linger in that coat. Yeah. But that Pam. Yeah, like I said, I, use, I just use a fork and just get behind it and pull it out. And well, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this. Look at this. Yeah. I am it's, absolutely trying this on my Shih Tzu next yep, summer. Yep, yeah, do that, it. That, that's an idea. Yeah, I never would have thought of the yeah. fork. Yeah. Man. So now we're with the horses too. I have no, I have no tools at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here I am with this. Yeah, she's got her bracelets, and they were literally six inches long. And she decided to run through all this, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And I'm um, sandburs is because I live in North Branch, and everybody uh, lives in North Branch sand, knows they're sandburs. Oh, and, the sandburs. Um, yep. Same thing. I yeah. just use that fork and just pop it out. And, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. One thing I learned from Tracy, we were just talking about Tracy, mm-hmm. a friend of ours, and anyway, <clears throat> she taught me. Uh, using a whisk. Mm-hmm. A I was going to mention that one. A for snow snowballs. snowballs. Mm-hmm. He showed me that my I, my jaw hit the floor. Yeah, I've never too. heard of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That it, that you just go and it, it just rolls right off. It's like yeah. if we ever get any snow and people that yep. you get dogs that get snowballs, you know, on their legs and on their feet, just a regular whisk. It just 
Yeah, you know? wire. Yeah, yeah wire, wire whisk. Yep. 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 And you can go to the you know dollar store or whatever it is now, and there could be the dog whisk. Yep. And then the kitchen whisk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ah, just throw it in the dishwasher. You're good to go. Oh, there you go. There you go. No, like I say, it's it's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, okay, we got to sum this up because we're almost running out of time here. But we're definitely going to have you back again, so awesome. so Love that it. people can ask you more questions. Now, mm-hmm. how can they get a hold of you? I know you don't have a website, but you do have Facebook, correct? Yeah, my my presence is on Facebook. Okay, so um, how do they get there? Google. Um, you can call either one of our locations at the Forest Lake location. It's six five one four six four nine eight seven eight. Okay. Um, we can we can book appointments at both locations. Um. North branches six five one six seven four six two two two. So, um, but yeah, that's the best way it is to call. Okay, I try to narrow. And so them. now, if we if I go on Facebook, oh, Facebook, Facebook, mm-hmm. and I want to find you, what am I doing? Ma and Paws, P A W S. Yep, it's Ma M A A N D P A W S. Okay, and in Forest Lake. Yeah, either one. Or because I don't I, know, is there any other mom and pa's out there? There is some in California. Okay, um, yeah, there's a Katie Canyon California and really? Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is. I just found out because I'm getting a lot of text messages from them about uh, someplace out in New Jersey. So oh, really? Doing a um, mobile grooming. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I just seen your van. Can you come out to my place? I'm like, well, that'd it's be a costume for Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is a couple out there. But okay. Yeah. Oh wow, not okay. a lot. Um. Uh. Yeah. Someday. Do you ever want to get into the mobile? I mean, is that something you'd want to do? No. Okay. No. I really believe in team grooming. Okay. I think there's so many reasons why. You know, for me personally, I just think you've always got help. Yeah, that's true. You've always got someone to talk to. Yeah. You've always got someone to learn from. Yeah. That, um. True. The accountability is there. Okay. You know. Um. I think mobile grooming has its place and its yeah. need, absolutely. Especially when you got senior citizens that yeah. can't drive or whatever yep. and their pets need to get out and yep. they don't have anybody that can do yep. it. Yeah, or so. it's, it's good for dogs that can't be around yep. other dogs yep. or other noises yep. um, or just the convenience of it, yeah. absolutely. Yep. But um, no, I've looked into it. Yeah, don't okay. get me wrong. From okay. a business ans- uh, yeah. aspect, yep. absolutely. But yep. um, Do you groom cats at your we place? We do groom cats. Do you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I'm yep. impressed. Yeah, we do. Well, oh, that's got to yeah. be kind of nutso. With it's the... a skill set. It's an absolute skill set. It's a yeah. mindset. Um, yeah. Cat groomers and dog groomers are two different breeds. That's pun true. intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's a whole different animal. Really, okay. really is, and it's a whole different. You groom them very, very differently than you oh, do. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. not. I'm not talking about the output of the way that the the, the dog or animal looks at the end. I'm talking about how to handle handle handling them and their behaviors and reading them and you need cats and dogs are very very different i mean it's yes. old as time yeah so yep so we do offer it at our forest like location only okay um we have a, a designated cat room okay um so we can just work on Run cats cat. okay. yeah okay yep that'd be good because now um especially cat uh, unfortunately i had a one long-haired cat, I never, it, he just showed up, I would not get it. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas a long-haired cat on a farm is not a good mix, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. so I spent, you know, you know, using the comb, trying yep, to keep yep. me as this mm-hmm. I can't thank you enough, Marie, for having oh. you, because that's Ma and Pa's yep. uh, grooming, so we'll be talking to you, and you can go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine show page, and you can get the links for animal folks, and you can get it for Ma and Pa's. So you guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week, and next week is Uber Bowl! So get <laughs> your food out. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay.